Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Last Sunday, I was talking about our responsibilities in receiving divine protection. We learned that in order to receive God's protection, our part to do is number one, we accept that God Jehovah is our God. Two, we learn that we need to believe in our heart He is our protector. And we need to declare with our mouth, we say, God you protect me. The walk of faith is about believing in the heart and speaking with the mouth. The word of faith. Not only that, we learned last time that in order to receive protection, we need to put ourselves under his wings or under his feather or under his covering, his shadow, to be under his protection, the covering. At the end of the sermon last Sunday, I make a conclusion that to be under his covering or feather or wings or the fire or the glory of the Lord, we need to, number one, get the truth in our life. The truth is our shield. Number two, we need to be in a good local church. Cannot run around by ourselves out there and try to do everything by ourselves. We need to have an army. We need to have a commander who have the anointing to put a covering on you so that you can be protected. Not only that, we need to love the presence of God. Love the pillar of fire and pillar of cloud. Love the tangible or the glory of the Lord. And number four, we need to walk in obedience to stay safe in the secret place of the Most High. We don't want to put our hand out there to play gamble and then the devil is going to snatch our hand when we get out of the covering. Today, I hope I have enough time to finish the whole sermon. If I cannot, I will continue next Sunday. Today, we're going to learn about the next one, our responsibility. It's a big subject. So I'm going to talk only this subject alone in this service. Psalm 91 verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Our next responsibility to stay in the protection of God is that we must not fear. We must not be afraid. Who controls our life to be fearful or not fearful? The good question. The answer of this question is, it is up to us whether we're going to be afraid or not. It's our own decision. A lot of people don't believe in this truth. But actually, it's your choice and my choice whether we're going to live in fear or not. The same thing. It's our choice we're going to believe or not believe. We're going to walk in faith or not walk in faith. It's our own choice. We're going to be fearful or we're going to be bold and walk in faith. It's our own choice. So many people say, I cannot help it. I cannot do it. I may try. 
but you don't try. You say, "I'm not gonna be afraid. I make that decision. I will not let my heart be troubled. I'm gonna walk by faith." You need to make that decision every single day. You need to resist fear and walk by faith. A lot of people think that many times you hear the word in the Bible, "Don't be afraid." It's just a standard angelic greeting. If you read the Bible carefully, there are hundreds of times that when the angels show up or when God show up, you hear the word, "Don't be afraid." And they thought, oh, this is the standard angelic greeting. It's like, hi, don't be afraid. How are you doing? <laughs> don't be afraid. How are you doing today? Just a greeting. No, the word "don't be afraid" from the angel or from God is not hi and how are you. It's the charge. It's a command. Because to be afraid will change your life, and to be Bold and to be for faith will change your life. Both of them are opposite, are very opposite. In fact, fear is a very corrupted kind of faith, because when you fear, you have confidence that some bad thing gonna happen to you. When you walk by faith, it means you believe that the promise of God will happen to you. Both of them are actually faith, but negative faith and positive faith. A lot of people who say that I don't know why this happened to me. Oh, I cannot handle this anymore. I'm so shaken. You should not think that way. You should believe in the promise of God. You should also obey the command of the Lord. Do not fear. You will not let your heart be troubled. You should not walk in fear. Why? Because when you have faith, you give God His access to us to bless us and to protect us. You give Him the legal right, spiritual legal right, to bless, to protect, and to do good things to us. But when we walk in fear, we, in the same way, give the legal right and the way for the devil to come in to destroy us. You want the devil to come and destroy you? I hope not. If you want God to bless you, walk by faith. If you walk by fear, you give the devil an access to come in to destroy our life. In fact, as a believer, we should be free from all kinds of fear. No fear at all, as a believer. Fear. It's not good for us. Fear will destroy us. We are not supposed to have any kind of fear at all as a believer. You may see some side in the church. Some church say, "A little fear is good." No, a little fear is not good either. No fear at all in your life, because you don't want to give. The open door for the devil to come in to destroy your life. We are commanded by God not to fear. Fear not. Don't let your heart be troubled. He commands us again and again. Don't say this way. I can fear sometimes because it's a human nature. I'm not talking about human nature. I'm talking about 
the walk of faith. I'm talking about the Bible. We are not just a normal human being. We are a child of the living God who has the Holy Spirit on inside us. We are like Christ. We are not just a normal human being. Fear is a big problem because fear can get you out from the secret place of the Most High. Fear can get you out of the covering of God. Fear can give the devil an access to our life. We should not fear at all. The Bible says in verses 5 and 6 in Psalm 91, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Let us say together, I will not fear. I have faith. I resist fear. The Bible never says that you will not be tempted to fear. You will be tempted to fear. I'm tempted to fear too. We all are tempted to fear. When a negative situation happens, maybe the economy will go down or maybe accident happened in front of you. When a negative thing happens, your human nature, your sinful nature starts to shake. Your hair stick up. And your knees start to shake. And you are tempted to walk in fear. But I want to tell you, you can resist that fear. Because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You can say no to fear. You choose. It's your choice. You can choose to walk by faith or in fear. Nobody and nothing in this world can make you live in fear. Except yourself. Bad things can happen, but you still stand and smile. I'm not afraid of this because I have my God, the one who is in me, greater than the one who is in the world. My God is bigger than this situation. I'm gonna, not going to walk in fear. We choose to resist fear. Fear is a bad problem. It's a bad enemy. You may have goosebumps. Your knees are shaking, you may f- feel so terrified inside you, but you say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I shall not fear. Amen. In other words, the psalmist say, When I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going to keep my eyes on God. His staff, his rod will be with me. He will protect me. I will not fear. That is a decision. We should say that when we face a fearful situation. Amen. That God is going to protect us. Is it possible to fear nothing at all? Is it possible? Okay, only one person say yes. <laughs> How about you? Is it possible that we fear nothing? Yes. We have God on the inside of us. To fear make a big difference in life. To fear or not fear make a big difference in our life in the area of receiving from God or not or not receiving. Be protected by God or not or not protected. If you want to receive good things from God, don't walk by fear. 
you walk by faith. If you want to be protected by God, you need to walk by faith, not fear. We're going to look at Job together, the book of Job, and we will see why many bad things happen to Job. Don't say like this. I'm just like the poor old Job. If you say that way, <laughs> the poor sick old Job, you don't understand the Bible, because. The whole ordeal of his trial or bad things happened in less than one year. He did not live in poverty. He did not live in sickness forever. He was a multi-billionaire. He has many children. He was well-to-do, healthy, and he loved God. But the devil came and attacked him, and that whole attack happened in less than a year. After that. God totally healed him from sickness. God restored to him two times double of what he has lost, and all the possession that was robbed came back double. Some Christian Jews, Job, one year experience to be excused to live in defeated life for the rest of their life. No, you don't need to live in defeat all the rest of your life. You can live in a supernatural and victorious way. Amen? Amen. So let's look at what Job say. How the devil gained access into him to try to destroy him. Look at Job three twenty-five to twenty-six. Oh, this is a very important scripture. You need to know. For the things I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest for trouble comes. Fear is a magnet. This is a spiritual law. It's the truth from God. When you fear something, you draw that thing to you. It's a magnet. Out of Job's own mouth, he say, "Why bad thing happened to him? Because he was afraid of those things." Let's look at NLT. What I always fear has happened to me, and what I dreaded has come to me. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. In English Standard Version, for the things that I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. This is a spiritual. Principle: When you fear something, that thing will come on you. That's why you need to control yourself not to fear anything. When you start to fear something, what should you do? Resist that fear. We live in a dangerous world. So many bad things around it, around us. Terrorists, bad people. Virus. I just have a flu vaccine a few days ago because the Overlake Hospital commanded all the doctors to have a flu vaccine. They're concerned that the doctor will get a flu and then spread to the patients. A lot of bad things happen around us. Are we going to be afraid of the flu? If we are afraid, it may come on you because you draw those things. Fear is a magnet. Psalm ninety-one. 
verses 5 to 7. I read one more time. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Can God protect us from anything on earth? Is He powerful enough to protect us? How can we receive His protection? Fear or faith? We need to walk by faith. Is that right? Don't say, I just never know that He can protect me. You must be bold to rise up and say, God protects me. I'm not afraid of this. I'm not afraid of the terror by night. I'm not afraid of bad guys. God is my protector. A thousand may fall by my side, ten thousand fall by my right hand, but evil things cannot come near me. He will put a shield of favor around me. I am in the secret place of the Most High. The wing is around me. I run into his wing like a little chicks run into the mother's hand. I am under God's protection. Amen? Amen. God protects you not because you are better than anybody. Not because you are highly educated. Not because you are so smart or you are handsome. No, God protects you because you believe that he can protect you. You need to believe and you don't walk in fear. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 24. The fear of the wicked will come upon him. And the desire of the righteous will be granted. I noticed lately, God answered a lot of my prayer. And answer very quickly. I believe because I'm on the second group here, the righteous, the desire of the righteous will be granted. I hope you are not wicked. Are you righteous? You love the Lord? You believe that the Lord Jesus Christ took your sin away and put his righteousness on you? You fear the Lord? You live for the Lord? If you are righteous, Whatever you pray, God will answer. This is the spiritual law in Proverbs chapter 10. Let me read from English Standard Version. What the wicked dreads will come upon him, but this, the desire of the righteous will be granted. I hope after you listen to this sermon from now on, you will reject, you will resist, you will say no to any form of fear, and you will live a righteous life, and God will help you. TLB, the wicked man's fears will all come true, and so will the good man's hopes. Therefore, the moment you realize that you fear something, you need to wake up. I'm not going to fear that one, because if I fear that one, it will come to me. No, no, no. I'm not afraid of that things. Jump on your feet. Not your real feet. The feet of your faith. Sometimes I perform surgery. I sit down, perform surgery, and I need to have faith. I jump on my feet in my faith. Not the real feet. And I say, I have faith. God is going to bring me through this surgery. God is going to help me. You need to stand up in your side to have faith. Amen? Amen? Fear is bad. 
Look at Hebrew chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. I can read many scriptures. I hope I have enough time. So to convince you that don't fear anything. Since the children have flesh and blood, he, mean Jesus, to share in their humanity, so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. And free those who are all their life were held in slavery by the fear of death. In New King James Version, Inasmuch as then as the children have partaken of the flesh and blood, he, Jesus, himself, likewise share in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear make you become a slave. The fear of death put you, make you subject to bondage or make you slave to the thing you fear of. If you remain in fear, you are not free. You are in bondage. And that things that you fear of can control you and start to work in your life. Why are people afraid of flying? On the airplane. Because they were afraid that the airplane will crash and they will die. Why people are afraid of driving a car? Because they are afraid that the car will crash, will be in a car wreck, and they will die. Why people are afraid of cats? Dogs. Afraid of height. Closed space. Open space. Around people. Or to be alone because they have phobias, phobias, fear of death, fear of bad things going to happen to them when they see a cat. Oh, something bad going to happen to me. Some people have phobia of food and they dare not eat certain food. And when they are afraid of those things, the problem going to come to them, to attack them. We should not have any phobia at all as a believer. You know the word Christian means? The word Christian means to become like Jesus Christ. Can you imagine seeing Jesus walking a road and all the people try to attack him? And he asked Peter, Peter, could you hold my hand? Peter, I'm afraid that these people are going to kill me. When he walked on the water, Peter, wake up. I'm going to sing and be drowned and die. Have you ever seen Jesus say that in his life? Did Jesus have fear at all? Zero fear. He was not even afraid when he was arrested and he was beaten on that whipping post. He was not afraid to die. He was on the cross and he still said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Jesus has no fear at all. Zero fear. We should become like Jesus. We should not fear anything. John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Who said this? Who said this sentence? Jesus. Let not your heart be troubled. Fear. Don't let your heart be fearful. 
You believe in God. What is opposite to fear? Faith. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Does Jesus talk to you? Is it for you? This sentence is for you and me. Is this a request or a command? It's a command. He said, "Don't let your heart be troubled." Who make decision that we will not be afraid? Who? Me, you. He said, "Please don't let your heart be troubled." You make decision not to let your heart be troubled. Would he say that if he knows that you cannot do it? No, you can do it. John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not again in the same chapter. Not let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Did Jesus say, "Please try not to be afraid"? You may be able to do it. Try, please. Do the best you can. You can try. Did he say that? He said, "Don't be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do it." You can do it, and not only that, he said, "You can do it with my help because I give my peace to you. That peace comes from the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. So you can stir up the Spirit inside you and have the peace of God on the inside, not the fear. Throughout his whole life on earth, thirty-three plus years." Jesus walk in that peace all the time. He has the peace of God, the shalom of God on the inside of him. That's why Jesus has never been afraid of any demon, any persecutor, any sickness and disease. When people come to him with sickness, he smile and say, "Get out of here, be healed." When demons start to yell at him, he smile, "Get out right now." He was full of peace, joy, faith. He won every battle. When the wind come, he says, "Stop!" Right now. He was full, so full of faith, peace, and joy. He was not afraid of anything. He said, "I'm leaving that peace with you. I'm giving that peace to you. The world cannot give that peace to you. Take it." Everyone do like this. Take, I take the peace of God. Hallelujah! I'm leaving, but I'm g o i n g to give you the peace. I believe that sometimes you face the same situation like me, or have the same feeling. For example, as a doctor, sometimes I got called to the emergency room, and was standing at the bedside of a patient. I never forgot all this situation. And I look at the CT scan. The patient is comatose, have the tube in the throat. All the family standing there. The husband, the kids standing there, look very, very worried. I look at the CAT scan, and the patient has a big clot in the brain. And I know, and I know from my medical knowledge that the patient will not survive. Big, huge clot. The half of the brain filled with clot. If she survive, she will not be. With it, she will be 
vegetable in the nursing home. And I have to talk to the patient, you know, husband, Mr. So-and-so, I'm sorry to tell you the bad news. As a neurosurgeon, I cannot operate on your wife. She will die. But when I say that to him, I start to feel something in me too. Maybe when I turn 70, I may have the same problem. Maybe I would die like this too. Death will happen to me too. I start to have that fear come up in me. Or when you stand close to your friend who is dying of cancer, and you look at that and you say, wow, is this going to happen to me? You start to let the fear of death get a hold of you, grip you, and control you. And then you start to talk about that, think about that all day long. Don't do that. Because if you fear death, death going to come. Don't talk about it. You talk about God. Talk about His blessing. Talk about His promise. Talk about what God going to do for us. Amen. You are not ready to live until you are ready to die. Everyone will die anyway. Your dog will die. Your cat will die. Your golden fish will die. I will die. You will die. Everyone will die. But as a believer, as a child of the living God, we should not fear death at all. Because actually death is better for us. Think about this. We are not just a body and mind. We have the spirit on the inside of us. When we die, our body is on the ground or on the bed. Our spirit will come out from our body and we look down. Oh, that's my body. It's over. Ah, I don't need to go to work anymore. Oh, I don't need to pay bill anymore. I don't need to worry about my finances anymore. And then suddenly an angel show up. Daughter of God, are you ready? You say, yes, I'm ready to meet Jesus. And then the angel say, but by the way, I can give you a scenic tour. I'm going to take you to the universe to see the Milky Way. Do you like to do that? You say, yes, sure. I like to see the Milky Way. All the universe, you just fly with the angel and see everything in the Milky Way and you come to the door of heaven and meet the Lord Jesus Christ. We should not be afraid of death at all because death is better for us. We don't have to work anymore. We don't have to (laughs) pay bills anymore. We're going to be with the Lord Jesus for eternity. You are not ready to live until you're ready to die. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Everyone is going to die. Let's uh, say out loud, I'm not afraid of death. I'm a child of the living God. The angels are building my mansion. I will be in my mansion. I will see the Lord Jesus. 
for eternity. The book of First Thessalonians chapter four verse thirteen. And now, dear brothers, I want you to know what happens to a Christian when he dies, so that when it happens, you will not be full of sorrow, as those are who have no hope. When my sister passed away, I cry, but I know my sister has a new body in heaven. She's gonna look young forever in heaven. When my mom passed away, I know one day I'm gonna meet her in heaven. She is a really real Christian. We don't lose hope because we're gonna see one another again in heaven. We don't have to worry about death. We can stand in front of the gravesite as a believer, and we can say, "Death, where are your stings? Grave, where is your victory?" I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid to die, because I'm a believer. I have eternal life in heaven. God is on my side. If Jesus walk into the room right now, look at you, and you see His eyes. If Jesus walk in and look at you right now, and you say, "Son, daughter." Don't be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. What you gonna answer? You will say, "I will try." You will say, "I may be able to do it." What you gonna say? I do it. Now I don't like this way. I like this way now. <laughs> Hallelujah. We all have feelings of fear. We all have thoughts of fear. All of us, including me, because we are living in the physical body. We have the mind and the body. But when we have the feeling of fear and we have the thoughts of fear, it's not the end of the story. We can stir up our spirit inside. We have the spirit. And the Holy Spirit is inside our spirit, and we say in our spirit, "Fear, this feeling, these thoughts. I resist you. Get out of here. Though, yeah, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. My spirit is strong. I resist the fear in my mind. I resist the fear in my body." My spirit is strong. I'm gonna walk by faith. I'm gonna look at God. I'm gonna look at God. God is my answer. He's my protector. With long life, He will satisfy me, and He will show me His salvation. God is my protector. I'm in the secret place of the Most High. Your spirit have to say that. Speak from your mouth against your own feeling and your own thoughts. That's how we work as a believer. We fight with a good fight of faith by our spirit. I give you one example. Can should I continue or continue? Keep going. Are you okay? Are you hungry? Okay. Jairus. How many people know Jairus? Mark chapter five, thirty-five to thirty-six. Why Jesus was still speaking? Speaking to who? Jairus. Jairus, 
The daughter was really sick. She was near death. And Jairus heard about Jesus. He ran to Jesus. Was standing and talking to Jesus. Suddenly, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? In Jairus' mind, wow. My daughter was so sick. She was near death. And now these people did not lie to me. My daughter is dead. Look at what Jesus said. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Get the money out of the bank, buy the coffin, prepare the funeral service. Did he say that? What did he say? What did Jesus say? Do not be afraid. Only believe. Look at another one. Luke 8, 49 to 50. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. To be afraid or not is a determining factor whether Jairus is going to get the miracle or not. Faith brings miracle. Fear stops the miracle. Amen? I was laying hand on people in Chicago. And then, and after I finished laying on a hand, I'm going to walk to have lunch. My anointing starts to go down now at that moment. <laughs> the faith starts to go down because I turned to be normal human again. When I lay hand, I, was, I feel like I was Jesus. Faith, power. But when I start to think about food, it starts to go down. <laughs> and a lady walk in. Can you pray for me? I'm sick. And the Lord spoke to me. A lot of Christians don't understand this. In order to receive from him, you need to have faith. My question to this lady when she walked to me, were you in a meeting and listened to the sermon? She said, no. I just too busy. So now I'm coming to you pray for me, please. Nine out of ten cases that Jesus prayed for, Jesus said what? Because of your faith, you shall be healed. Jesus never said even one time because of my faith. That's why I noticed in the whole world, People who got a lot of miracle in the revival meeting that I serve, all of them listen to the sermon a lot. Day and night. They build their faith. They build their faith. You need to believe, not fear. My dear brother and sister, I believe if Jairus said, Oh, I'm so, oh she's dead. Jesus, forget about it. Jesus would not go to his house because he know it's going to waste his time because the man did not have faith, but he had fear. Jairus may not know what to say. You know, sometimes you, keep, you need to keep your mouth shut. When Jesus say, don't be afraid, only believe. Jairus has two choices. Oh, my daughter's gone. No way, Jose. He keep his mouth shut 
and he followed Jesus, and he got a miracle. Because he resists the fear, he stands in faith, and he believes that nothing is too hard for God. Hallelujah. Look at another passage of the scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1. We're going to talk a lot about fear and faith. When you go out to battle against, this is a command from God to the children of Israel when they went out to fight as a nation. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, the enemy has bigger army, stronger army. Do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. What is the command from God when they're going to go out to fight the battle? Do not. Be afraid, even though the army on the other side was bigger than your army. Do not be afraid. It's not a standard greeting word from the angel. It's real. It's a command. Look at verse two and three. So it shall be when you are on the verge of battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people. This is a command to the priest to speak to the people. And he shall say to them, "Hear, O Israel! Hear, O Christian! In this generation, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid, and do not tremble, or be terrified because of them. Who? The priests say, 'Don't be afraid.'" Don't repeat again. Don't be terrified. Don't be worried. God can give you victory. Look at verses four to eight. Wow, this powerful scripture. For the Lord your God is He. God is so merciful. God is a good God who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. How many people believe God is with you to save you to fight for you? Amen. Then the officers shall speak to the people, saying. What man is there who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate it. He's a merciful God. Also, what man is there who has planted a vineyard and has not eaten of it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man eat of it. And what man is there who is Betrothed to a woman and has not married her, let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man marry her. This is all mercy of God. Now I'm going to come to the important verse. The officer shall speak further to the people and say, "What man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house, lest." The heart of his brethren faint like his heart. Fear is contagious. What we learn from this: if I ask two persons who have faith in God, pray for me. It's better than to have one thousand people to pray for me if they are so fearful and have no faith. The prayer of a man of faith, one man or two men, 
stronger than 1,000 people who pray, God, help him. Oh, you're going to die. No, you don't pray by fear. You pray by faith. Second thing we learn from this scripture. Big, the army is smaller. They all go home. But the army is full, full of faith. Better than a big army, they're full of people who are fearful. Number two, please be careful when you associate with people. You don't associate with people who speak negative, full of doubt, full of fear. You should associate with people who are full of faith, full of power. Are you glad that you are a part of the family of God, that your pastor and your brother and sister are full of faith and joy instead of full of fear in this house? You should hang around, associate with people who are full of faith, not full of fear. Amen? Amen. Let me read a couple more scriptures and I'm done. Just bear with me. At one time, God has conversation with Job. Job blamed God, accused God. Job, what he said, he didn't understand. He was so lack of understanding. And eventually, he repented and asked God for forgiveness. But God showed him something in his word to Job. Let's look at what God say in Job 39, 19 to 22. Have you given the horse strength? Have you clothed his neck, mean the horse neck, with th- thunder? Can you frighten him like a locust? His majestic snorting <clears throat> strikes terror. I cannot make the horse noise. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. He paws in the valley, ready, and rejoices in his strength. He gallops in the clash of the arms, or the armor, or the spear and sword. He mocks at fear and is not frightened, nor does he turn back from the sword. God described the well-trained war horse. The well-trained war horse is very bold. No fear. Hmm. Ready. He will run into the spear, run into the sword. He never back off. He is not afraid of death at all. That is the horse, the war horse. Verse 23 to 25. The quiver or the arrow rattle against him. The glistening spear and the javelin come against him. He devoured the distance with fierceness and rage. Nor does he come to a halt. He didn't stop. He keep going. Because the trumpet has sound. When the trumpet sound, this horse say, Ready, I'm running against my enemy right now. At the blast of the trumpet, he say, Aha! He he smells the battle from afar. The thunders of captains and shouting. God tried to say that we should be well-trained Christians. The soldier of Christ who are not afraid of anything on earth. We're ready to run into the battle, fight, and we will win the battle. That's why in this church, I never teach any weak sermon because I don't want to have a pew warmer. I want to train soldiers to fight 
the good fight of the faith. I don't want you to waste your time on the church on Sunday. You rather stay home watching some football game. If I give you light sermon, nonsense sermon, we gonna be people who are full of faith, no fear at all, because what we fear of will come upon us. Let's le- let me read the last one, Job five twenty two. You shall laugh at destruction and famine, and you shall not be afraid of the beasts of the earth. I like laughter. Laugh in the Holy Spirit. When I laugh in the Holy Spirit, when I cast out demons, you know, sometimes the demon try to fight with me, try to say, no, I'm not going, I laugh. <laughs> You're going to fight with me. Jesus is bigger in me. I laugh at the devil. Laugh at demon. Laugh at the situation because I have faith. I'm not afraid of you. Can, can people of, who is so full of fear laugh? No. They cry. But when you can laugh, it means you have so much faith. You are not fearful. You are not full of fear. You're so strong in faith. Let's stand up. Father, the Lord Jesus, your son, promises that he gives us peace. The peace of God. Your Holy Spirit is on the inside of us who give us the faith of God. Lord, train all of us in this room to be like that war horse. We will not fear anything. We will not give the devil an access, the door to come in to destroy our life. We are not afraid of cancer. We are not afraid of dogs. Cats, food, height, close space, death, sickness, flu. We are not afraid of arthritis, Alzheimer. We are not afraid of evil people, demons, and curses on earth. We are not afraid of Satan. We are soldiers. We have the army of God. We have the sword of the Spirit. We will be bold Christian, full of faith to do the good work for you. Lord, fill all of us with your faith and your peace. Help us, Lord. We want your protection and we will obey you. Psalm 51. We shall not be afraid. Yea, though we walk to the valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Your mercy and goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. That is our prayer. That is our declaration. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Still, 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 still.